Hello, everyone, and welcome back to We Bought a Mic, a pop culture lumen cast where we don't remember anything before we stepped into this pod studio. Our whole lives have been Wh- in this pod studio. I wish. Wait, man. we have. We leave the pod studio? Yeah. Those are our Audis. There's a message from your Audi. Um, we'll it's crazy because the, my, uh, the Jewish side of me would indicate that I'm actually an any. Oh, boy. Circumcision <laughs> joke, everybody. Hey, there we go. That was um, good. Yeah, thank you. I'm really sitting good. on that one. Actually, I haven't. <laughs> We're talking severance today. Welcome. My name is Ernest. I am um, any hunter. <laughs> and I'm, I'm Drewly. Drew, Drewy. Drewly. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I'm excited to talk about severance um, is what I am. I've been, you know, we've been sitting on this for a while. The season ended pretty recently. Uh, Apple TV. But we've mentioned it multiple times on pod saying like, hey, like, you know, just like putting the uh, the alarm up. Mm-hmm. We talked about want to watch it. We talked about it a good bit when it first started, when we had like maybe the first two episodes under our belts. And I remember us being very intrigued by it. And it's crazy to think like how much the show changed since those episodes, because it it was still very, very much contained in the same world, in the same space, but so much has happened that it deserves its whole full on uh, discussion Mm -hmm. in its own episode. So we're going to give very brief spoiler free thoughts right up top here. And then we're going to dive into like a full on spoiler heavy discussion. So uh, right away, we recommend we all recommend this show. Please, please check it out. It's on Apple TV Plus. But why do we recommend it? Just a qu- few quick words before we spoil the hell out of it. What makes it worth people's time? So, so go, no, 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 okay, no, no, no. you're so was okay. a lot more definitive. Than yeah, I, I took a deeper breath than you, so that's usually how we defer. Like gotta, who gets these? Who your gets posture, the man? You said earlier, I, dude. My yeah, so that's right. I gotta, I got. We're sitting in chairs today, boys. So, um, uh, <laughs> so like the thing is with the show that it gets right, and we talked about it. I think on Mike whenever we were kind of doing these little touch points on it throughout the season um, that kind of the closest contemporary comparison for this is something like devs. The difference between something like this and something like devs is at the end of the day, this is much more of a human story. It's much more interested in telling human themes where devs can do the thing where as much as I love the guy, Alex Garland, sometimes he can kind of get lost in the nitty gritty of the sci-fi story that he's telling. He, he's not, and, he's not, I don't think he's good at writing the humanity. Yeah. Part. He's not really good at writing yeah. people. Um, and this show is incredible at writing its characters. And not only that, it's not to say that it's disinterested in the sci-fi elements because it definitely is. And there are like Reddit threads devoted to theorizing and everything else like that. But at the end of the day, this is not a show about severance this is a show about grief. Yeah. And that's kind of what makes this ring a lot more true than right. um, some other shows that could be. If, to. if you don't know, the basic premise is a group of people who work at a company that has developed technology to basically separate your work self from your home self mm-hmm. so that when you are at work, you are essentially 
a different person. Yeah. And the show really digs into that idea of like, are you are you really a different yeah. person? Well, and that's that's, you know, the aspect that makes it so we can compare it to devs or Westworld right. se uh, season one, especially is it's diving into like what m it makes a human a human. Yeah. Um, these, you know, these aren't like robotically constructed other selves that are in the severed world. They just don't know. They they even know that they're the other half of a real person and that they're not technically like, quote unquote, real. Uh, they just don't know what happens outside of work. Uh, they know that they have a life that they're not privy to. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, and sometimes we're not privy to it, which is very fun. Yeah. Uh, a lot of characters, we don't know what the fuck's going on with yeah, them. Yeah, we, we mainly fo uh, follow Adam Scott. Mm -hmm. He's like the main one. Um, who, who rocks. Uh, but yeah, it's so you, you, for me, it's, it's in the right sweet spot of, um, there's a lot, you know, it is high concept. It's very high concept. Um, it is sci-fi. It doesn't get lost in the weeds. Well, though. no, because mm -hmm. Which I think devs did a little bit. It, it, well, it did just because when you leave like an auteur, uh, like, you know, sort of mechanical brain person to write the script, they are obsessed with rules. Right. They're obsessed with like, right. They're obsessed with fleshing out their fantasy world that they've created. And what gets lost is the fact that you're supposed to be telling a story inside of it. And um, this show never feels like it's losing the story inside of it, even when uh, things get really plot heavy. Yeah, because there's a ton of plot in this, too. It's not navel gazy. It can't be because uh, we really quickly get into a plot of, the, you know, these severed characters learning more information about like the outside world and, you know, like slowly like having desires and, and things like that. It becomes a quest it, to find yes. out more. And we also, especially as the season goes on, spend a lot of time with the outside world characters like that we know of, which is mostly, like you said, Adam Scott, who's Mark, him and his uh, family. So uh, there's so much happening that it's really impressive that a sci-fi show with heavy plot can stay grounded in character movement like that is that is the big trial that's the yeah that's like yeah. the achievement of the show to me it it was i i mentioned uh one of the other times we were talking about it because when we first met like talked about the show i was like i mean yeah this is like i'm sure that this pilot like is perfect it was probably just written by some like nyu guy he's really yeah. young it turns out it's not this guy dan erickson he he does have like an you know a fucking MFA in film, so I don't want to discount him completely. But in the way that Hollywood works, yeah, he is he an outlier. Not, right. He's an extreme outlier. He wrote this script. It's been floating around for years, just in piles since like 2018, I want to say. But he was he was he based it off of working in cubicles, working in office spaces. Yeah. Like his mind was ruminating in these ideas while he wasn't working yeah. in television. Exactly. And he, so the pilot for the show is, is perfection. It's mm -hmm. impeccable. Um, it has, you know, it has like, like time jumps and flashbacks and things and it, and it's perfectly like legible as a viewer, like directed by Ben Stiller. Yeah. Uh, like most of the episodes here, especially the beginning and ending episodes, which are the strongest ones. Uh, he, he directs the fuck out of it. Um, another, I think underrated achievement of the show is that it is so oriented around that, that the idea of your cubicle work self versus your home self. And yet it doesn't feel like it's a part of that Gen X uh, like breed of films, right. like almost like Fight Club, um, actually a lot like Fight Club, like the movie Wanted. 
yeah. like where it's like, don't you just wish you didn't have to work in this fucking cubicle? You need to yeah. rebel against yeah. the man. It doesn't feel like that. It feels it feels fresher. It feels more modern. I think one of the big reasons for that is that it's it's not a period piece, but it is. Um because we're yeah, the retro future yeah we're in an alternate right. universe in terms of technology so like the the office world that we're dealing in is like an insane sci-fi version of like maybe the late 80s early 90s um very early computer tech yeah and that also kind of. that also bears out sometimes in the real world with certain aesthetics uh like the cars they drive things like that um that that helps the show a lot if we were dealing with like modern cubicles it, it would have such a different feel the computers they're working on the work they're doing on the computers is one of my favorite parts of the whole yeah. show it's, it's it's such a good look it somehow like just doesn't date itself in any way like it just there is no sense of place and time like you is this just like the modern day that they're working in and this is just kind of the system that they have whenever they're like you are by design even yeah, like for the whenever 80s. we do see glimpses of um, the outside world, the world outside of Lumen, there's no real sense of time and place. Like it kind of feels outside, like tangential, like kind of modern ish. Maybe something that could exist in the next like yeah, there's still 50 years or there, so. Yeah, there's still like they have smartphones like there's plenty like right. it is modern. It's just alternate modern. It almost feels like the type of show where like in season two we could find out that it's just it's 2022 except like uh the russians won world war ii or something you know what i mean <laughs> it really it feels like that type of thing yeah. where there's just like this all the apple butter... tv shows yeah. take place in the apple tv <laughs> <Yeah>. universe <laughs> they all take place in man from hightower yeah. for some reason yeah there's it's Ted just lasso's over yeah, there it, it just it feels like it feels like a really well thought out like butterfly effect show where like it things could have turned out this way they didn't quite you know what i mean yeah um so it's this is if hillary got elected all right <laughs> It's it's just it's a hey, wolf. Adam Scott's still with her. Hey, yes. Mm -hmm. um, Jill Stein. <laughs> I so I do want to say real quick before we actually get into more things with the show itself. Um, Adam Scott's somebody who I always loved in things. Um, he's never had he, like a main character. Well, like that's this. the thing is he kind of leveled up in my mind after yeah. watching the show. Like this I did not think that he had this in him. I truly did not like really love the guy. Um. Of course, like big comedy guy, if you like are in on Step Brothers, not, well, not just not just like Step Brothers and um, Parks and Rec. Parks and Rec and stuff like that. But like if you like comedy and listen to like something like Comedy Bang Bang or anything like you that, you talking like, you two to me. Exactly. Um, are you talking R.E.M. Remy? <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. He's, um, so he's talking yes. talking heads to my talking heads. He's he's <laughs> sort of ended up in this world of like alt comedy, which he's very good at. But that was never his intention with like becoming an actor. Mm -hmm. He's he is classically trained and he wanted to be a dramatic actor. He just is funny. Um, and he has a funny look. He has a funny look. He has a funny voice. He has a funny delivery because it's it's sort of slow and, and, and like very deliberate. He almost reminds me of a friend of the pot, Colin, sometimes and how his delivery just is, like makes you laugh. Yeah, kind of a flat. Yeah, uh, he's just he's just a funny guy. However, he is like in terms of a thinker, like, you know, as a producer, he you know, he has a production company that he runs with his wife. Um, it makes sense that he would get cast in this because Ben Stiller was behind this. Someone who also was very famously pigeonholed into comedy yeah, wanted when to he be wanted dramatic. to do drama. Yeah, specifically wanted to be a director. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, it makes it makes perfect sense for him to get this. That said, 
you don't know if he's going to be able to stick the landing and he he absolutely does he fuck he's so good in like he, yeah. he's mm. really good in this um it, to the point of insanity at certain points because one of the i i think one of the hallmark traits of the show i think one of the things that this show is best at which is mostly a stiller direction thing is uh shifting moods in a half second yeah it, it can go straight from lighthearted to like really really settling like unsettling like hair raising moments um and a lot of that takes place in close-ups on adam scott's face right mm -hmm. like just full-on um emotional acting with a face that it's not like he has giant eyes or anything super expressive he's just a good well, especially because he's he's essentially playing two yeah. different yeah. characters that, well, and they yeah, feel the other... like two distinct characters yeah yeah his he, and his his faces look vastly different when he's right. each guy mm -hmm. and his voices are different his posture is different um he's just he put a lot of thought into the character like something really early that i wrote down that i just appreciated as like a this is like a guy he he's not coasting on like this part is um at one point in like ep two he has a band-aid on his on yeah. his head and he gets a note he's you know his audi sees a note that just says like hey you know you you hit your head so there's a band-aid on your temple and adam scott his choice as an actor is he immediately reaches for his temple, but the band is not quite there. It's like right here, but he's not, he's thinking in the moment as an actor. And that's, it's like a little detail thing uh, that once you start noticing that with him where he's like, what? And then he like slowly finds it. Um, most, most actors would honestly just go straight because yeah, they know where the fucking yeah. band aid is. Right. You know what I mean? He it's has the little, the little, he details. has a lot of little measured choices that make sense in this show because the whole show is like Ben Stiller is a very measured mm. director. Yeah. I know. So you want to like take your Ben Stiller victory lap out here as you've been on escape from Denumora Island yep. for the last five years. <laughs> That's me. I mean, I, I knew when, when we did our best TV of the decade pod, I put Escape of Denimora at my number 10 slot because I knew I was like, this is special. That something's brewing here where he came out of nowhere in my eyes as a behind the camera talent. I know he had done other things. I know he directed like Cable Zoolander guy. and Cable Guy, but this is something else entirely. This is not Zoolander Cable Guy land. This is very much a, a very fine tuned detailed oriented director yeah. and it and that show got crazy love it was just mostly critical it didn't get a viewership mm -hmm. it, it's yeah. an incredible show yeah it is and it's a miniseries yeah. yeah yeah it is fucking incredible and i put it at the number 10 slot as a way to kind of like yeah kind of sound that that alarm a little bit of like hey ben stiller's here he's arrived and whatever he does next is gonna be great and i I didn't even know about this. Like, I don't think this was even greenlit or announced back then. And now here we are 2022 and we've seen the whole thing. And now it's renewed for a season two, which I'm mm -hmm. so excited because we'll get into all the other characters that are yeah. in here. But if, if it wasn't renewed, I would like hate the show. Yeah, no. <laughs> oh, the end. We'll talk yeah. about how it ends. If it, it was just if Apple canceled after one season, I think that it would. I would like, fully truly, hate the show forever. I think it would have like an Internet riot behind it. Of yeah. People just being like, Fuck yeah, it would you. get renewed on like Yahoo. It, exactly. <laughs> it ends <laughs> on like the cliffhanger. It, yeah. it feels like the second to last episode of a season. Yeah. It's. And you know what? Here's the thing. Uh, I thought that it was while watching it. Me too. I didn't I know. I thought it was a 10 it's episode, episode nine. I thought it was a 10 episode season like 
almost all of television is um it, a it, 10 episode season of television yeah. instead it's nine episodes um, so Wait. let's let's run through some okay. more cast if you don't mind yeah yeah I, as long as you know we don't get into spoilers because no, because no we can we can because there are only 10 people credited as being in every episode a couple of which i didn't even think were in every episode i mean this cast is fucking incredible it's crazy it's really really patricia strong. arquette is yeah. just like another main God character damn. yeah and she yeah and she's playing the most uh two characters of anyone yeah <laughs> She's acting definitely the, the most. She's <laughs> she's acting the most in the show. I've never really loved Patricia Arquette um, because she does make strong choices and they don't always pay off. But like her being way over the top really just makes sense to me in this show mm -hmm. because not ever most people aren't doing that in the yeah. show. So it's fun that she is um, our base cubicle of people is just like in, infinitely strong. Like, Zach Cherry. Zach Cherry, yeah, John fucking Turturro, dude. The year of John Turturro, yeah, with the Batman, continues. very very casual Turturros in the cubicle. Um, really interesting character study. This man, uh, I love him. Yeah, and then Britt Lauer, um, who ends up being kind of like the second mm -hmm. lead. Yeah, the to, season two it feels like will be like about her. Yeah, um, like and she. Uh, she was on Man Seeking Woman, which me and you watched a lot. Ernie, oh, yeah. But she wasn't like a Man huge. Seeking. You never saw it, Hunter. I unfortunately. definitely we talked about it on this show. It's, um, And she, you know, she's she, been in a ton of stuff, but it's it's she's just, never had like mm -hmm. her moment. Yeah. She's like she's been working enough to be like well paid. It's just yeah, like, she's not a name. And after the, like I I really love her um, in this role. She's very she just well has cast. a great look like she just yeah. looks cool. She's super well cast. She's also playing a character where it's like, I don't want it to be someone that's more famous than this. It, yeah. Because like there's the way, a mystery to her. Well, it's, it's like a, this dual thing where she is our surrogate in a lot of ways. And yet in the pilot episode, it, like also Adam Scott is our surrogate. Yeah. So like, we need to not know what her deal is because a lot of the show is like Adam Scott trying to figure her out. Yeah. So I don't well, want it's a great dynamic in those early episodes where she we see her get severed. Like we see the yeah. procedure and she enters this system where she is the one trying to like budge against it. And Adam Scott is the one like trying to keep her in it. Yeah. And right. so he has to be like the kind of the yeah like the manager like the overseer yeah. well and not only like manage her and like show her like this is how you do your job but teach her like this is why you should have like a reason to exist like tries to like basically also like instill a sense of purpose to her yeah. um which is just i the way like everything that we see without with her character throughout the season is just like yeah. fuck it's the, so good the two of them put together become the audience surrogate right. basically like you can't have one without the other because you'd be like really you you would hate the choices of one of them too much also uh the actual overseer the actual like supervisor is uh tramel tillman yeah. so that's who i wanted to bring he is that is like the Milchick. most star making performance that i've seen on television in a while where it's like 
I don't know who this guy is, but I want him in everything now. Like yeah, I think um, he, he he's incredible. What he he shows so many different layers yeah. in this show that I'm like, oh, he really could just fit in in like any other project that I want him it, in. Like he can perfectly be, like he's charismatic, so sweet, and yeah, and terrifying. And yeah, yeah, he has the, <laughs> he has the perfect amount of eyes being sunken in. Where yeah. like if you light him a certain way, he looks really scary. Yeah, <laughs> basically. Well, it's like it's. This there's so many layers of genius to this show where it's it has a lot of it on its mind about like work culture and like how we handle ourselves in a work environment. Like obviously that's a huge theme of the show. And this guy, Milchik, is like the guy that is so into work yeah like he loves work and a he, lot and he, he wears many hats it would appear <laughs> at this at this office right um he i would give i would give him an emmy right now yeah for, for supporting mm -hmm. actor he's that good he's he's like other at least i would give him a nomination like even though the, it's early in the year the dance he's yeah dude i have that brother i have that oh, yeah man. that's in episode seven your your mouth incredible. will be incredible as he yes. says, I am a gog <laughs> at how well you're fitting it. That's a, that's a stop what you're doing and glue your eyes to the screen moment. Yeah. Fully. It's just, it's, it's phenomenal. Also, Christopher fucking Walken is in this show. Oh yeah, Christopher Walken just gets <laughs> just like happens billing on the show. Just, just hanging yeah. out. He, just, he literally just like wanders into the show and he's in yeah. like every episode. Yeah. <laughs> it's so cool. It's, it's phenomenal. Uh, yeah. So the cast rules in general. Jen Tullock is uh, Adam Scott's sister character. Who's a, a really, really solid sister. And she gets uh, a good amount of her own plot line as the season goes on. Um, her husband is this guy, Michael Chernus, who played his name is Rickon in the show. I love this um, guy. This guy is, is really funny because this character almost sticks out like a sore thumb in the show because this yeah. character is like just a comedy character for most of the show. He's just there to be like really over the top and silly. So so let's let's put a pin in all of this because I, I feel like we're really stepping on on spoiler territory here because th there's this book that he writes that leads into so many incredible things. So there's so much about this show that I want people to discover. And if, if you're not convinced already, what I'll say is that this show feels like one person's bold move to make something original, which for some reason is happening a lot this year, mm. but doesn't happen often at all in in just general yeah. movie tv world it's, usually it's a it's a marvel thing or a franchise thing we're in a moment right now where a lot of original things are happening yeah and this feels like this guy what's his name dan dan erickson erickson like he managed to break through and make something that is exactly the original vision that he wanted well to make. yeah it's, it's a matter of uh being given power beyond writing the pilot um, and a lot of credit there does go to Ben Stiller because he sort of yeah he championed it yeah he he produced yeah. he helmed this like making it happen and yet Dan Erickson is the chief writer of every episode he has writing credit on every episode mm -hmm. there's a staff but he yeah. was in charge of what happened um, and, and they've talked about how Stiller actually was a big part of making sure that they didn't show all their cards this season mm -hmm. and that they kept a lot reined in. To ensure that Apple would greenlight 
a season two. I mean, they really did. It is a thing that so many shows like this kind of feel like they're just like blowing their load. They're just like, this is it. Yeah. We got to get all of our ideas out right now. Like we have to get everything that we have that's on our mind all on the same page right here to the point where when things do inevitably get renewed for a season two, you're like, uh, you have a Westworld conundrum where it's like, okay, so you did that now do it again, but do it different. Um, and most shows fail to meet that promise in a way that like, I think that season two of severance has the potential to be better than season one. Yeah, We'll see. Like, yeah, I really there. think that now that a lot of the groundwork is laid, I'm fascinated yeah. to see what is next for a show I, like this. I will say, I think this might be the kind of show that you have to give it a couple of episodes. I, I do think that a lot of people might not vibe with the mystery side of it because it is, uh, it is a mystery show at the end of the mm -hmm. day. And, you know, we, you don't really know what's going on. And yeah. that can be a frustrating watching experience to be episode after episode wondering like, all right, what the fuck is going on? So if you if you just go with it and you and you let the story play out the way they want you to, yeah. you know, experience it, you'll get a lot out of it, even though because I, I, I kind of felt that way at the the first half of the season i was like all right i like this but i'm feeling frustrated that i'm not getting to any type of revelation on the other side mm -hmm. yeah and I, you do I, I get, get revelations that. that's the, the thing end. is well the show is really really good at um cliffhangers first of all almost yeah. every single episode it'll reveal something just big enough that it keeps you happy even if yeah. you're a little mm -hmm. frustrated um, I was really happy with the way that info was being dispersed. The main concern that I had was around mid-season, I wrote down, like, I don't know how we're going to tie up all of this. And the answer is that we just don't. They don't, right. We tie yeah. up some plot threads, but not everything. It's not going to answer every question and tie everything no, in a neat bow. And I don't ever expect this show to do that. I would be kind of disappointed well, if this everything is something, did get this something we, um We talked about when we talked about hacks, how... It feels good to see a show be a show. Yeah. Like we don't need the limited series model every single mm -hmm. time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. TV it, should be TV. And and shows are learning that there is life even after cancellation on one platform. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like if yeah. you if you there is no way that this show couldn't exist somewhere after season one because in my opinion, it's taken a, just a little farther than I would even like in terms of like, like, wait, the reveals. Well, no, just in terms of like, that's the end of the fucking season. Oh, like, yeah. like I, I, I was just like, give me like 10 more minutes of something, like, <laughs> fuck, yeah. man. But that said, I'd much rather have that than a show that is so sweaty and so uh, afraid of the model of television making right. that it feels the need to compulsively tell you everything. Um, there's so much fucking meat on the bone. There are massive questions left to be answered. That said, you're you're right, Ernie, in that I know a lot of people who don't like wondering things when they're yeah. watching something straight up. And that means that this show will never be for you. Right. Um, because this is a show where you have to have questions that just last and last. Um, the The upside of that is that I have so much trust in the people making the show that it's not a lost situation. Mm -hmm. It's not a like, oh, they're going to have to figure it out later 
I think that it, they have a plan. Yeah, they have a plan. Um, Dan Erickson has already said he, you know, he he has he laid out ten episodes of season two. He knows exactly what's going to happen next season. It's it just watching this show. It felt like we were in good hands, almost like the leftovers did. Even though the leftovers had much more of that feeling of like, do they even know? Because well, the yeah, that's that's the point of that show is yeah. not not knowing. I, yeah, it's, <laughs> that's the thing. It, it more makes of the more Lynchian sense. thing where you're like, I don't want to know the yeah. answer. And also, the leftovers isn't doesn't have so many gears turning like this show does. This yeah. sh- this show has a lot of like mechanics of TV going on like, plot wise. So there's like two points to that. Like one is that I think I'm kind of you know being separated from it a little bit. I think I am happy with where the show line ended up with nine episodes because I mean, we'll get into it whenever we get into a little bit of spoilers, but there is a little lull. Isn't quite the right term for it. Cause it's never like this show lost me. I never at any point was lost from the show. I was wondering if I wanted to keep going with it, but there definitely was one point around like at five at six where it felt like it was kind of spinning its wheels a little bit and kind yeah. of like, it's All one, right, let's it's get one more. going with it a little bit. And I think that if they extended it to episode to 10 episodes, you might have felt that more, especially if they plotted things out as they yeah. were planning on plotting them. No, out. That, that's like why I was saying, like, maybe maybe 10 more minutes, but I don't think I wanted a 10th episode. Yeah. Um, the episodes are like not that long. Though, well, right? they vary in length. They vary between, I think, like 35 minutes up to closer to an hour. Um what the fuck are you doing? What I'm is playing, Are I'm you playing, playing slow horses right now? Are you playing? Is that Mank? Is that Mank? Oh, my God. Um, I don't know why the show just started playing. Hell, yeah. I. Uh, this fucking tech guy. Another thing. Turn fucking TV show. Up. Jesus. Um, so, like, it, I do think that I, I do kind of like where it ended up with nine because so many shows feel like they have to be every episode. 48 minutes, yeah. 10 episodes long, and you can feel that this is a forced deadline that they have to meet. I love that Apple said, hey, just send us in the episodes, cut them at the appropriate moment to cut them and send them in and only make it nine episodes instead of 10. Yeah. Also, I cannot express to you how happy it made me that this show came out every week. Yeah. Right. It was just a week to week model. I love that this show wasn't all binged. I think that that really actually added to my enjoyment of this show is that it didn't just all get dumped on a weekend. I binged through it and then that was it. It's yeah. You it, get to sit with it. it yeah. And it's all exactly. It, it's also a couple other like spare thoughts before we get into spoilers. Cause we do need to uh, get into the meat of it, but it, uh, it really rewards second viewing. I, I watched, I think the majority of oh, it a second nice. time with I my, with my family. Um, and I got them deep into it as well. Um, you yeah you get a lot of like easter eggs you get a lot because we're we start really blind to what the fuck is going on yeah um but watching it again you even get more trust in in the show and the showrunners because you're like oh they know exactly what's going on there's so many little hints here and there of exactly what is happening um and then yes you you touched on this earlier but like the the themes of the show are very very they're they're pretty overt at times but also there's so much going on that like it's easy to lose sight of them um it's almost like the show is marrying the ideas of like fascism and like religious fascism and like technocracy like it is it's basically just saying like 
the controller is bad. Like right. whoever they may be, whatever they might use, mm -hmm. they're bad. But it's it's not even just that because it also gets into the self like oh, ourselves like, oh yeah how we communicate with ourselves well yeah that's the thing is it, it's it's cr that's like talking about it makes me like it yeah. even more because how do they do so big and so small and right. next season the thing is you got to feel like we're going to spend a good amount more time maybe in the outside world i think we're going to get more into the big of like what is this fucking world like i, yeah. I hope it doesn't what is lumen like what did they do i hope <laughs> it doesn't get too much outside i want it to well there's still plenty of reason to be inside yeah um getting into season two there's still there are so many loose ends yeah um mm. i i'm i'm just i'm really happy that this show happened exactly how it did um it's you know it's already been speculated but it really it really does feel like a show that a lot of people are gonna uh they're gonna find it they're gonna pick yeah. it up um yeah and catch up on it yeah in this season two th yeah this this was already this was brought up on a uh, friend of the pod uh, uh podcast that i'm not gonna mention but th i think it's i i don't think that they're going to get too bothered by the fact that people might get ahead of them in terms of theorizing because that's exactly what happened with westworld um jonathan right. nolan became obsessed with beating reddit yeah and, and that's it ruined the and show it, yeah and it, it's, it's and yeah. he really he blew too much of his load in season one anyway but like season yeah. you know that what i mean show that show stopped being character oriented no exactly the thing is that because this show became, is always about because the season yeah. two especially just became so like no 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 it's not just what we just learned it's way bigger man yeah and it's that i don't want i don't no. want this show to feel the need to like we have to up the stakes like we gotta yeah. we gotta bad boys to this thing we thing gotta is, have more explosions the, not not unnaturally the thing is naturally it's going to happen a good amount just because of what happens in especially in the last episode like things are going to blow up in season two yeah um but i don't think it's going to become a matter of like them trying to beat us to a punch right. i don't think that that is that's not the main draw of the show so they don't have to worry too much well I have a lot of thoughts on that, but we should get to spoilers. So okay. this is your chance. Check if out. If you Severance. haven't seen it, pause it and come back. Uh, it really you is do one not of my favorite. It's <laughs> one of like, it's one of my favorite. And it's one of the most interesting, like new pieces of television that we've had in a long time. Yeah, it's, like, it's wealth, well worth the time. Um, so it's on absolutely. Apple TV Plus. Check it out. Severance spoilers right now. Kind of going back to what you were saying earlier um, about the the themes of the show, the main thing that came to my head that I wanted to, to bring up is there's a scene. So Helly tries to kill herself mm. in the middle of the season. She tries to hang herself. And that's like a big kind of multi-episode little arc that we get in the in the middle chunk. And there's a scene in which she gets a message from her Audi to her Innie. And I keep thinking about that because it's fun. She, it's fun to watch knowing what her deal is. Yeah. Well, yeah, not only that, not only like who her character actually is, but like just what she says in that video, I keep thinking about the fact that she says like, you're not a person, mm -hmm. you know, just that alone. Like, I think that, this show has so many things on its on its mind, but one of the biggest things that I keep thinking about is that scene because 
we're presented with this idea that she's talking to a different person that mm -hmm. if, for all intents and purposes, the innies and the outies are different people with different lives. Yeah. It's, it's established but not it's established early on that most of the time when you try to tell your Audi you want out, they don't let you because they they're not like they're like, that's not my problem, bro. I'm sorry. Right. Yeah. You're like, that's not I, me. I signed up for this for exactly. one reason or another. And there's and a, there because, so yeah. I'm not. They voluntarily severed <laughs> themselves. And there's a reason why. Yeah. And the thing that I keep coming back to is that like. They there's there's something as a viewer that tells you that you understand why she's saying this. You're not a person. You don't matter. You know, I matter out here and you're just the any and whatever happens to you doesn't matter. And I think that the, the thing that I keep thinking about, at least what the show wants to at least bring up, maybe not dive into as much as the other stuff is that like we we talk to ourselves that mm -hmm. way all the time. This is not a far fetched, far fetched sci-fi concept. This is something that we do to ourselves every day. We talk to ourselves like this every day. Mm -hmm. We look in the mirror and we try to convince ourselves that we deserve less than yeah. Well, not even just that, like what this show is like really trying to capture, like at its core is and not to go like all like philosophy minor on you guys, but like uh, like this whole like identity of self yeah. and like not just like how we view ourselves, because like it's not that black and white. We don't view ourselves as this is I'm this person. We view ourselves as a multitude of different people yeah. with a multitude of different facets. Depending on our, our surroundings. Depending on our surroundings and, yeah. that we will only let out certain sides of ourselves whenever we're around certain groups of people or around like around your coworkers versus like your close friends. Or oh, no. I let my interest any with. out with my Audi friends. Yeah. You never, you never mix your any in your Audi friends. Um, but like, that's what this show is like really trying to like mull down. And what the Audis are is basically saying like, you are just that voice in my head. Like you aren't anything like I can dismiss you. Right. And what the show is doing is taking that little sliver of you, that piece of your personality, instead of making that identity of self, just one of many aspects that makes you, you, breaking that off completely and making these two separate living entities from yeah. each other. But they also aren't. They also do still share the same flesh yeah. and blood at the end of the day. Right. But what it would happen if we truly did separate these ideas of self out? What if like every different version, every aspect of you that I showed, like I'm, I love movies. I'm on here, TV shows, doing this podcast. What if this version of me and the person who's uh, reading PFF articles about like the best last minute bets to different, make in the NFL yeah. draft right now, we're in two different like head spaces right now, completely severed from each it's, other. It's yeah, it's a matter of compartmentalization. And it's all it's a matter of how much of us is tied to experience like right. how much of what we are depends upon what we've been through versus just like our makeup chemically yeah. like our, our <laughs> physical and chemical makeup. Which th there's been a ton of stories about that you know yeah. you can find so many oh yeah yeah and it's also uh it's it's sort of fun that it came out when it did because uh 
the whole work from home era, the quarantine era has made it so we can't compartmentalize right anymore. Right. Like everything is kind of collapsing in. Yes. Yeah, and so, yeah. And so, I mean, that's part of many reasons why this has caused a lot of people to have sort of identity crises where they're like, well, what am like, I'm not around anyone anymore. Like, what am I just, I, I don't, yeah. I don't have experiences anymore at all. It all blends My into my, yeah, work me just is home me and neither of them do anything. <laughs> Right. So what am I? Exactly. Um, so it, yeah, it has. That's why this show is is like it's just a special moment for it to exist, mm -hmm. and they didn't even intend it no. for it to be yeah, like that like, when they made it. Yeah, it, it was written years, years ago. Um, but yeah, it's it's really really well done how they are able to break that down through different characters, and we still like you. We said we still have so many other characters to figure out why they decided to do this insane thing. Mark, we know why. Mark thinks that he is doing himself a favor. He is yep. he is basically giving himself another life. He's saying, now there's a me that doesn't have to deal with a dead Yeah, wife. he just exactly. doesn't have to agree. Um, so he, he thinks that the him that's in there is like, that's the real Mark, basically. And like, the, this is not in pain yeah, and the, all the Cody time. Mark is just like a husk of a man. Mm -hmm. we're, um, we're having some, some issues I, I, here. No, no, no. I think I think the dog knocked this whole thing oh, over no. and now it's like fucked up. Oh, no. Oh, well, I can hear myself. OK, we so, should be good. So, um, OK. So we have that. We end up getting more from other characters. And one of the best choices script wise is that the um, I guess you would call the middle management um patricia arquette and tramel she goes rogue i know but they are not severed mm -hmm. they yeah which you yeah. wonder about throughout the season you're kind of you thinking find out like, late yeah you yeah. find out mid-season um the thing is i i knew with patty arquette um just because the she, whole nanny thing she, well just because yeah her being mrs yeah. selvig she is so clearly evil yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she also that that is the most over the top shit. Like she is doing when she's Mrs. Selvig, she's doing like a transatlantic accent. I, it's insane what she's doing. I, in yeah, that character. I wrote down one of her lines as Mrs. Selvig. I don't even remember the context, but she goes, oh, "Jack Frost certainly needs some new dandruff shampoo." <laughs> also, she has a whole altar I, of uh, she, what's his name, Mister Lumen. Yeah, she well so. That is the other component of this is once it doesn't really apply to Patty Arquette because she's not severed. But once you remove someone's history, you're able you're much more able to shape them into what you want because so much of our identity is tied into our history. And so the way that they do that at this company is they try to make all these employees worship the company as gods. They worship the Egan's as if they were gods, which, again, ties into the um, there are a lot of parallels with government um my parents both pointed out that a portrait of keir egan that shows up a lot in the show is identical to a famous lenin portrait yes um, i clocked that too yeah yeah like like not close it's like identical yeah. it's very there's also perfect. a steve jobs and a tim cook too yes yeah. there's that yeah. there um yeah the like the statues the font the font is like especially right at the end the big like displays. <laughs> There's so many purposeful. At the end is yeah, like, it's just like oh, yeah. a fucking apple. Yes. Exhibit. So like, it's it's. it's I think it's essentially if we're doing like if we're doing a tidy read on this, it's saying that technocracy is the new type of fascism. Right. 
Um, because, Zuckerberg, Musk, yeah, because it gets in because it, it, yeah, because it starts with how religion has been used historically, the yeah. way that art is used to manipulate these people's ideas of each other in yeah. in the world, like the uh, Chris Watkins character, he disseminates art that is just to to make these people think things. It's to spread lies and the, rumors. The uprising painting, yeah, right. literally. That is yeah. that is like very classic Christianity stuff. Yeah. But then on the other opposite side of that, you have the discovery of our guy Rickon, his book Incredible. gets left there as almost this like can we can counter we counterculture other. So I have some. I can have we some, have a reading? I have some excerpts uh, pulled up here. Don't you worry Great about shit. that. So to set this up. Um, What's the order of events here? So um, Patricia Arquette like finds the book, brings it with her. Well, to they, the they office. drop it off at his doorstep right. and she immediately intercepts it. Yeah, she immediately gets it and brings it to the office. Then uh, um, who I, I don't know, it gets like left behind. Somehow they find it sitting in the office. Tram Tramell is reading um, it and then like the alarm goes off because Heli is trying to do. That's right. OK, so then away. it gets discovered at that point. Um, and they stumble upon this book. And this is like the new, like the alternate word of God. Like yeah. this is the other, it's like, like the, it's like station 11. It's yeah. It's just the only thing they've ever read. Yeah. Yeah. Just it's like just that, the yeah, thing. Just like this that. random piece of literature and that would otherwise, which just is like be a, awful. It's literally yeah, like the worst horrible, thing that you've ever seen. Self -help it's, book. Yeah. It's a self -help is book. full of shit. Yeah. Rickon's a fucking idiot. Um, Here's a few. I mean, quotes. he means well. Yeah, he, no, he's not a bad guy, but he is dumb as fuck. No, right? he's well, he's just a classic guy who definitely grew up like pretty rich enough. And he's like, yeah, no, I can definitely write like I'll write my own book. Yeah, about, a like, corporate. How I'm not self how I'm happy. Empowerment. He, yeah, um, he thinks text. that he thinks that he is so woke, which this is. I should say this show is not afraid to be funny for as this serious is the as this part. This is incredible. Um, It's read very dramatically, including like uh phased in writing yeah big on text while doing on it. screen here's yeah. a few of his quotes what separates man from machine is that machines cannot think for themselves also they are made of metal whereas <laughs> man is made of skin <laughs> this is my favorite bullies are nothing but bull and lies <laughs> <laughs> that's so cool <laughs> um <laughs> they can't crucify you with your hands in a fist <laughs> At the center of industry is dust. <laughs> that's the that's the one for me. It's like Xavier Renegade Angel. <laughs> it's so <laughs> fucking good. Like I was just like I because it's at a point. It's right after like the discovery of Heli trying to kill herself, and like Mark is just like I just need to find a sense of purpose in life, and he comes across this book, and it's the dramatic reading is so good. Just fucking killing here's, me. Here's a here's a little more. You think you need your job. But I've lived abroad as a vagrant, abstaining from my own money to rely on the charity of strangers. <laughs> Most were beggars themselves, yet they were happy. And so for that summer was I. Your job needs you, not the other way around. So this became just... <laughs> the, the New Testament yeah, for much. these innies. Because uh, they didn't know they don't have any other books other than whatever was approved by Lumen. Wait, here's one more. The sun killed me. A society with festering workers cannot flourish, just as a man with rotting toes cannot skip. <laughs> um, 
so <laughs> just so that owns, incredible. It, it really they're already guy. like halfway to being radicalized, and that just sort of like spurs them on even further. Yeah, because um, it sets it sets the stage for the back half. Yeah, of the season. and oh, and by the way, front half of the season, um, we're dealing with a massive plot line of uh, Mark coming into contact with his former best mm-hmm. friend at work, Petey. Yeah. For Yule first, Vasquez. Yeah, yeah so we like, forget about that the entire by the first end. half of the season. There's a lot of Petey. Where yeah, so this this guy that that's unsevered himself. Yeah, and that's who Helly's replacing at the office. Yeah, so it's it's all very tightly tied together. But yeah, it, he's somehow with the help of like some sinister force, he has gotten rid of the brain implant. But it's really fucked his ass up, and yeah. also it's made him. He's on the lamb. Like he is uh, very he's fucked. We yeah, know we know his this, days. Yeah, because yeah. this company Lumen is just like Amazon on mega steroids. They basically just run the city that they're in. Yeah. Um. So they're after him big time, uh, and it 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 eats up a lot of time, and it's really really fascinating because you also learn about uh, PD's family. Like we get to meet them. Well, it it sets up the stakes in terms of why uh, we should be doubtful of Lumen and why somebody may even want to unsever themselves because we know for a fact that like uh at least mark and heli did this voluntarily and also we have to there has to be a good reason why audi mark wants to you know isn't happy with his inside job he he gets a lot of fucking information from this guy and also he he meets people and gets a lot of information that has to come back in season two right because it's not tied up right uh the, the you know the woman he meets with and then has to leave really quickly because she fucking kills uh the, oh my god the security right. guard the security mm-hmm. guard there, there's so much plot that happens and this is all just like this is like yeah five. there's the whole the, i forgot the, pro- about the, the protesters whole... yeah like protesting against lumen it, that's got to come back well around. that's i mean that's definitely gonna come back as we get more into um, heli stuff because yeah they're they're, they're yeah so on the outside world there's a huge anti-lumen thing because they know that they're severing these people and they and like you know anyone who's smart enough knows that that's a really easy way to get yourself some slaves <laughs> um do, do you yeah. want to get into like your parents theory over yeah. what they're doing there because that is actually like truly the smartest theory that i've heard yeah. for anything about because backing up a little bit like these main four that we're spending most of our time with they're working in something known as macro data refinement yeah where they are just the numbers all day just looking at numbers (laughs) and then they have to find sections where the numbers are scary and put them in like a little (laughs) box and like which throw them away well so a that rocks for a lot of reasons it's played for laughs at first when they're like like we could be like living in a post-apocalyptic world out there and we're having to like yeah, clean he out thinks the they're ocean. cleaning the sea and then what uh john Turturro thinks that they're taking cuss words out of movies <laughs> <laughs> which um, like you know that has some traction yeah. you know i can get behind that theory <laughs> it's it's they ha- they don't know what they're doing their audi thinks that they're doing something that's related to what their audi actually is good at like mark thinks he's working in like history because he was a history professor yeah. um which is very very clever um but we yeah we don't find out what the fuck they're doing my my dad posited a really simple just like occam's razor theory that i was like oh yeah that makes perfect sense uh being severed is is new technology it clearly has some big flaws based just on john turturro's character losing his fucking mind yeah um so my dad was like well what if the data that they're looking at is like inputs 
that they're seeing how this data affects their own brain implants. Yeah, they're like right. trying to take out they're, the bugs. Yeah, they're beta testing themselves. That totally, that totally checks out. You know why? Because, well, at what point did he come up with that theory in the middle of the season? Yeah, or? pretty early on. Yeah, He was like, well, yeah, it's, what if it's just like them that they're working on? That, that holds a lot of traction by the time you get to the end because we find out that that uh, – congressman's yes wife got severed mm -hmm. yeah she was severed just IRL as like yeah to, just to have she a kid. just wanted to be severed because so that she could forget the pain yeah. of childbirth exactly which uh, is fucking bizarre and then we'll, and then we i mean we find out we get very you know we get grumblings of from uh the the egan grandpa that like the ultimate plan is just to have everyone have this thing like exactly. it, which, you know that's why shit is going to have to hit the fan and also um the the fact that um, this this whole notion of um, of severance is it's on it's on thin ice, right? Like we know from Petey that it's not working, so obviously that has a lot of of weight behind it too. So it's like we yeah. know that something's not quite right and, and they and, need to, to yeah, poke they, at. they don't have it figured out and there are also like a lot of groups that are so anti this right. like it's like a huge because in real life it's not like everyone would just accept this like even if you want to create this world where it exists if it's going to be close to our world people should still hate it um yeah no uh look at how people reacted to getting a vaccine i think people <laughs> yeah. are just gonna be happy with like yeah no put an implant in my brain so that it separates me into two distinct beings yeah um, um so so we have to interact with that a lot i would say it seems like almost the majority of people are anti-severance um in the real world which makes perfect sense especially because the procedure is being done by the yeah uh, you know the biggest corporation well, on earth the the other thing not, that i was gonna say is thing. what we the probably the biggest twist i think there's like two huge twists you know i guess you guys can can say which one you think is the bigger one of the two but the fact that we find out that mark's wife is not dead yeah and that this version of his wife that's still alive may not be may not actually be his wife so like there's a, like this yeah. this presence of like other technology that she Lumen well, might be working it's on. It's just there are levels of severance and she's perma severed. She lives down there. Like she mm -hmm. is thought to be dead and she straight up lives in the basement. Right. That she because that was something that was brought up by Petey really early in the show. He was like, there's a wing where they just have people, man. Like they're just fucking living in there. Um like Inception style, the people who just live in the yeah. dream world. Mm -hmm. Um and so yeah, she is she is one of them. She she has no outside life. We don't know a how they managed to fake kill her and put her in there. B Y. Oh, well, my theory is that she is just a, 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 a synthetic being. Like she's like a clone of a human being. I almost uh, took it in a slightly different way, which is that, cause I, I have heard that, that like she's, cause Egan, there's multiple versions of Egan. This Egan wants there. to be immortal. That's what these fucking guys always want. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, the way you achieve that is to beta test your immortality through other means. Right. And I feel like that's kind of like the way you do it is you try to yeah. resuscitate. Well, and this is, I mean, this is Westworld. Exactly. Well, yeah. They, no, there is literally the, yeah, there's that character in Westworld. That's like trying to, it, yeah. to clone himself. That, that's yeah. Anthony Hopkins, whole thing. Yeah. It's, it's all mm -hmm. a quest for, you know, man's quest to not die. Right. Well, I think that, 
I mean, I guess that it kind of they kind of work together, I guess, a little bit. But the way that I took that is I, you mentioned like perma severed that like what if you could just like clear somebody's brain like you're just like clearing out space on the fucking hard drive or right. something like that. And like maybe there's some aspect to that that like is restorative to you physically like maybe that's something that they're looking into. But that, I think that that is something that like that's what they're really getting at is that like this woman who we're seeing here, like she has no personality like her life. She was basically reborn to just be a product of Lumen. And now that she made a mistake, she's going to be factory reset. What? Yeah, <laughs> like that. That I think is maybe. Yeah, I think that's where I would end up too. actually is like she how does she die in the show? Do you remember? They, they say it's like a car accident or something. Yeah, like maybe that. maybe yeah. she died. But, you know, to a point where it like her body is like reparable, like it's salvageable. Mm -hmm. It's not you know what I mean? Yeah. So they salvage it and then they just sort of reanimate her. But right. like she has like she just got they, nothing. They took yeah. out her brain. And yeah, put she's in just like, like all implant computer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, That that makes that makes sense. Um, It's it's I think that also makes sense because we're dealing with this weird thing where we would kind of rather see Mark and Helly end up together. That is set up throughout the season. Right. They have rapport, they kiss. Um, and they then we stage. find out about that. His wife is that lady. So we're left to think like, well, what the fuck am I supposed to want? I'm, here? I'm not shipping them as much as I am. Chris Walken and John Turturro. Though. God, that's man, gonna be that's, tough. that's that the, was the most heartbreaking moment. That's of, that's of one thing that I finale. called early on. I was like, I bet at least one of them is definitely like lives a very straight life outside. Yeah. And it's going to like, we're going to find out. And it's just John Turturro just Alone. painting scary paintings of an elevator listening to Ace of Spades. What's well, it's the same dark black hallway. Yeah. It's it's the break room, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. 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 Um, the, the the path to the break. Room. Yeah. It's like him having like horrible like flashbacks almost. Yeah. Uh, Which is terrifying. Really uh, terrifying. An another early season development um, is Mark going on two different dates with this um, uh, midwife, basically, yeah. um, which I've, I've heard people critique, like, why would she do that? Have you, girl have you, like guys suck. Girls just go on dates with guys who suck all the time. Like, have you seen the average couple? Like, yeah. it's, also, we don't know what the landscape is like in this Lumen town. You yeah. know, Mark might be the like best case scenario. Or, yeah. you know? It's just like people Where just end up with people they? who suck. Like. No, every couple actually is like a perfect match. Do we have no, any? They, most couples are awful matches. <laughs> Do we have any theories on where they are? Are they like Pacific Northwest? You think they're like Northern California? I heard um, people saying like upstate New York, New York but yeah. I was yeah, I was getting felt like, West Coast. I, well, I was getting like Seattle vibes just because that's also where like a tech giant would be. Right. It's also like very gloomy, like the outside the, world. The is. trees so are it's, too it's, tall for me to think New York, even though it is in New York. Um, but yeah, it is. It's very gloomy. Um. It, but so the first know, maybe there's a lot of ugly dudes out there. The first date say. is with this this woman is how it's revealed to us that uh, there are these people. You know they run into the protesters uh, who are correct in being anti-severance. Right. And Mark is like, "Fuck <laughs> you." Um, the second date um, is things get a little superfluous. I think it was pretty cringe when they end up at the punk show and they're going like fuck lumen yeah like that was pretty cringe yeah. um it, it's just like i like the idea of mark trying to get to know pd's family 
it it doesn't lead it anywhere really... and it also doesn't seem like something that i we need to revisit either well, that's he, what i'm talking that was the main point where i was like what are we doing with this show right yeah now? like he, i what are we doing here? he doesn't have any connection to lumen as an audi that's the mm. thing is that he by design is left completely in the dark so when pd comes along he feels like, oh, my God, this is a way for me to find out what I'm doing in there. Yeah, what's it's, going on? It's it's like an innate curiosity. I know. The, so the, he just kind of follows that along. The The problem is more that like this daughter is established as a character, like pretty definitively. I think this it's it's an actress who might become something. She seems very, you know, she she was very fresh faced. Yeah. Um, And then she's just I don't I don't it doesn't seem like she would come back. I don't really know why she would. She might. Um, It was just interesting. Obviously, we do have to end up at Petey's funeral, though, because, you know, we need Mrs. Selvig and Mark to be there. Yeah, and, like, that's the moment. Her to, like, sure. saw out the brain implant. <laughs> um, very. That, that's all cool shit. Um, but, yeah, so the these dates, they give us first information on Mark as a dude. Um, you know, hey, second time's a charm, Marky. You know, he, he gets in there. Then he ruins it immediately afterwards <laughs> because, you know, he's like... <laughs> yeah, he just like leaves her immediately in the middle of the night and then just like gets back and is like, what, babe, I, I like just I was I just got a glass of water and she's like, you've been gone for three hours. I, I feel like he um, doesn't use the severance as much as he could. Like yeah, he could you, play the like, I have a, brain damage because exactly. they drilled Dude, into me. You have no idea how much <laughs> it was driving me crazy about watching. I was like, you have so many excuses that you could just make right now. Why are you so bad at lying, my guy? Like, because you don't have like to say, I weirdo. just saw uh, this woman I never met before kill a guy who I guess I know, but come up with some kind of a better excuse. Like Jesus. Um, that actress, I mostly just wanted to mention because I think she's lovely. Mm-hmm. I think she's really, really good. She's another very measured like Nikki M. James. It's a, it's a very slow mm-hmm. emotional performance. I think she did everything very smartly. Um, so I hope she comes back just because I really yeah, like seeing I think her. I hope that she comes back with more substance because unfortunately will. she doesn't really have a ton to do in this show well, right now. But so that, that's yeah, that's because around then is where I was starting to get a little bit like, huh, you know, we're kind of not where we were when we started because we get that. And then we also, you know, for everything I love about about Devin and Rick and as a couple, it it really felt weird to place an episode that is so dependent on Rick and just being annoying like that far into the season where it's like F six or seven. And it's like, man, there's really tense shit going on elsewhere right now. I don't need when the baby's being born. Yeah. I, it felt, it just felt out of place to have, you know, the Rick and Rick and Epic sauce time. That's fair. And it, like, mm-hmm. that's li- fair. Like on the back half of the second act of the season, the, it, it felt weird to me. The, yeah. the thing is though, is that this show finishes on such a high note yeah it all comes back right. the last two episodes it's in particular six and seven like is phenomenal. the lull and then it yeah by the end of seven is when it starts yeah. to be like you oh can yeah no we're back we're yeah like end of, of end of episode seven is when you get the reveal that his dead wife is miss right. casey also we haven't brought up uh zach cherry we get the uh overtime protocol where he meets his son. Truly yeah. terrifying. The yeah. way that that whole scene is executed. It's is, really, yeah, it's really well shot. It's really well. It's, I mean, I guess it starts from the script where like we just open on 
um, yeah. how it opens for him, where it, he's just home all of a sudden. And it's, like, yeah. whoa, whoa, whoa. it's like a hard cut to that scene. Yeah. There's not a big setup of like, we have to go, like we had to figure this out or something like that. Like we're hanging out, I think, with um, with Mark or something like that. And then just hard cut to Zach Cherry right there. He's great in this. He he hasn't had a moment to really shine before. He's always just kind of like the funny guy that mm. gets like one little scene. Yeah, and he's good at it. Yeah, he's really good at it. But yeah, in this show, a he is that a lot of the time, and then b he, um, he yeah he like the the la- back half of the season he gets to open up emotionally as an actor. He gets angry really well. He's mm-hmm. really good at that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, he kills it with that. He's also him and um. Irving Totoro are yeah. a really good dichotomy of like how these people process being a severed person. Right. Um, because uh, Dylan, Zach Terry's character thinks that Irving is full of shit with how Irving just fully buys in and literally, you know, he worships the Egan's how they want to be worshiped. He sees them as deities. They're his reason for living. Um, Dylan doesn't see things like that. Like he thinks everything's bullshit. And yet, he wants to play by the book. He still is obsessed He's playing for the perks. He's obsessed with the perks. He's obsessed with the, with the rewards. He's still doing the every Chinese finger. Trick. He's yeah. still fully under their control, even though he doesn't buy in, yeah. which is a very good, uh, you know, it, it's a thing of like the silent um, acceptor versus like the full on like. Right. Um, aggressive like accolade it, it was it was really cool to watch they the do they both they both end up on the same page late which is nice you know they, they do a really good job at kind of like mapping different archetypes of who you might see in a work environment onto yeah. these characters yeah, well it's that and it's also it's mapping i i mean kind of going not only like the religious aspect to it, but of just guys who like just trying to find their own purpose in life yeah. of just like people who just like go through life, like because they're like, I am part of a higher power. Yeah. I'm serving this good. And other people are just like, yo, dude, I don't believe in any of that shit, but I'm just here for the fucking perks of living. I'm man. here for like, the waffle party. Yeah, I'm here for dude, I'm like, don't even fucking think about a waffle party. That waffle party is mine. <laughs> like that type of guy, too. The, it's, there is a a fringe theory that. I don't know if this has any like support behind it in terms of like actually playing out, but some people are saying that John Turturro is like, <sighs> let me, let me think for a second. They think that he might be like unsevered and resevered multiple times that like because we that's we get why a he's little, having like the weird yeah he like effects. sees like this oil dripping out as he's like uh he sees the daydreaming credits. yeah yeah exactly like like there there's this theory that's kind of gaining a, a little bit of steam of like the reason why we see what we see at the end with his character when we get a peek at his home life and there's like some lumen things that he's kind of looking into is i i don't know this might be like a huge swing from people trying to to theorize here but that he may be like intentionally severed that he may be like trying to infiltrate lumen whoa through severance to whoa. uncover more i don't about what's going on i there's there's one line uh that like 
explained how I processed it, which is just like he he literally is just like, it's not my fault that I got severed like late in my life when Zach Cherry is like, you fucked oh, up. Oh, yeah. You, like, like you fell asleep. I, yeah. Like, like it might just be a matter of like old people just like it's not worked out and they're all fucked up. But they, there are little things in his apartment that he's like he's like trying to find that may just be his Audi just like not having anything else to do except well, right. I mean well, yeah, he's just, like he's very alone the, like he's but, very lonely and the guy. implant just like doesn't work for old people like he's mm. you know it's failing in his brain yeah. because his brain's just old yeah. I don't know I do I I mean this is kind of like tangential to that but I do kind of want to just we haven't yet mentioned the music for this it's show. incredible and I love the, the theme so good i think the opening theme is like one of those it's probably like my favorite new opening theme since succession first yeah. came out. and like the succession theme where it's just like <laughs> i can just hear like sing that theme in my head and how it swells <laughs> in that the <laughs> final episode <laughs> the the entire final episode is such a master class on every level and what it does with the editing, how it's cutting between all these different characters, all their different storylines and building that tension and how we get the full theme just basically backing that entire episode. Because we don't really get the theme in full at all in, in its full glory other than the opening credits. And then in that final episode, it like it really swells yeah. up because we're just mm. ramping up all the tension. It's so effective. Yeah, that all works. And then also they they Apple like is willing to spend money on like real sound drops, like song drops. In this. Yeah. Um, and they're really good. Like the, the daydream one is the best to me easily where we because it's the end of an episode. I happen to I was a couple behind when I watched it. It looks like PD just died and Daydream starts playing. Like it looks like he just died in Mark's shower. Um, and the episode ends. It's phenomenal. Like it's so good. Um, I, I like it when shows are willing to shell out a little bit of money. You know, I'm willing to admit that mm -hmm. that does make it a lot better. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to see what else um they got on the whole season because there was a couple I mean, Ace other of Spades, ones. of course. Right. Yeah, that's that's a big one. Um, I'm just looking at this guy, Theodore uh, Shapiro's. Yeah, the music um, guy. Yeah, the main composer. And he's kind of just a guy who's like been around for like 25 years, 30 years just doing stuff. Did the score for Wet Hot American Summer. Oh, oh hell yeah. Um, but did a lot of like comedies, you know, fire, a lot of just different stuff. Yeah, he sang. <laughs> that was actually, that was him. Um, but like he's just kind of a guy. He did the score for Trolls World Tour. Um, of course. Nice. Uh, um, all right. So here's the big question, though, as we start to wrap up. Would you get severed? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Easy. Just for um, the pod. I would. I don't. I don't yeah, want to know. But then. But see, then that's you, the, you the thing. Is you have to watch exactly. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. Is, so there's a me who just watches stuff and talks about it. Man, I want to just like, can I like sever the other guy? Like, I don't, I exactly. want to just be well, that's, this guy. That's well, what, I was, how that's, Mark views it. Yeah. I was thinking. He's severing I, his real self. I was thinking about this. I was thinking about this because I feel like my Audi would be really well off because I wouldn't have to deal with any of this <laughs> shit. I would like run around and play outside and outside. exercise and like guy. enjoy the world. But then my any, the reason why... I love movies and TV is because like I can interpret it through my life, through mm -hmm. the world, through what's happening, 
through the conversations around it, like in a vacuum. No, I know. All of this like would be meaningless. You can't, you can't process art if you have no experience. Right. It would be like, yeah. oh, this reminds me of when I watched this other thing. When I when I connect <laughs> yeah. with exact when I connect with something, it's because I'm connecting with it because of something in my yeah, life. Yeah, because of it, life like, experience. You liked Come on, Come on so much because it reminded you of beating up a kid. <laughs> yeah. Um <laughs> wanting to beat up. Yeah, Jesus but definitely not. Christ. Never, never laying a hand on him. I did want to say <laughs> Jesus Christ, back to come on, come on. Um, I, it is one thing, and I'm still kind of conflicted. I'm still at like a point where I don't really know how I feel about it. And maybe it's, it's the show will answer a lot more of these questions as we get into further seasons and everything else. But I think that more than anything, the one single, um, like aspect of the show, like tonally that I thought really that I thought that it did really well was it was kind of an exploration of grief and like what it is to kind of just be able to just say, I don't want to feel pain anymore. I don't want to. Another grieve. part of me will deal with that. Yes. Yeah. Like so if there can just to. be eight hours out of the day where I don't feel pain, yeah. that's enough. And that's like, that's, incredible like that was kind of one of the things that first hooked me into this show but then early and, on pd is like you know you carry it in there we can see it on your face mm, like it's still, well, it's yeah, still, it's still in something there. Yeah. yeah like there's still some something happening there yeah. is that which is like exploring like what grief is and then i'm kind of at this weird like so mark now knows that his wife the reason why he got severed to begin with that she's alive well that that was the other thing i wanted to ask is like this show this season ends on such a fucking cliffhanger She's where like alive! cuts cut to credits like what happens next because i hope there's it picks so up immediately. many god i hope that there's a flash forward there's so many I, ways where they could go with this because he screams she's alive are they gonna know what he's talking about like um because he he's immediately all of them are she, flipping well, he's back holding, to their he's Audis. holding the picture yeah, he I, runs I into the room holding the picture and saying she's alive. Selvig obviously knows, but she doesn't. The thing is, she she's still in on Lumen. She or she's still in on the Egan's, but she's like not in on Lumen somehow. Yeah. Um. But she, I guess she left spot because she's with season. Helly, who is an Egan. Right. She's at the press conference. And that's the other. Huge that's twist. that's the bigger thing where yeah. like Helly just said to the world, like, like this is all fucked, is fucked up. Yeah. yeah. Um, that, so shit has to get like pretty bigger picture I, next season. I feel like they're gonna, they're gonna, my gut tells me that they're gonna find a way to put everybody back in severance and like try like for some, in one way or another, we're going to get everybody back and it's going to be a journey it's going to be like a very similar journey to this season except the stakes are going to be much, much higher because there's going to be all of these other outside forces that are aware now. Like now Mark's sister knows that he screamed that. Now all the people that were at that event knows that Helly screamed that. Uh, you, you know, uh, Irving is banging at Walken's door. Like there's these well, outside forces. And but they're, they're, even if they have, even if they recapture them, um, if they're their severed selves, they know everything that just happened. Like right. they're already 
fully radicalized. No, dude. I'm telling you, they're gonna if they brainwash them, I'm gonna be upset. They're gonna reset. They're gonna reset. I don't want that. Would suck to me. That would be like when Good Place did that, and that's when Good Place lost me. It's like the TV shows run on chemistry. You can't take it away. But it's not that. It's not going back to square one. They're gonna reset them, but there's gonna be more stakes outside. I know. I don't. I just. I just want them to know each other. Yeah. Like I. You know that would that would upset me a lot. I so I could see it happening. It would just be a bummer. I get I get what you're saying, Ernie, and like I I don't see it playing does, out for more than a couple apps. Well, part yeah, of me exactly. Does, if part it was of like a short does thing, want that because I mean that's my favorite just part of the show is when they're inside of Lumen and just kind great. of yeah. watching this world dissolve around them, watching the hallways literally get narrower as the season goes on, like everything is closing in on itself but i think one of the things that i've respect about the show is that it kind of always was looking forward yeah and going like if we're it the show does what you're saying that feels like a backward step where i don't think that this throughout this first season it never makes any backward steps it never right. felt like there's a little bit of walking in place but even then it's not too much walking in place it's more of just like putting the speed down on the treadmill a little bit from where we started out. I, um, I agree with you though, that there has to be some mechanism to make things not as big as they should be because, but, because the, the way we leave off things should get well, too big. Do we and think that we don't want that yet? And I think the show doesn't want that. Do you to think it's going to lead to, it's going to just be a flash forward in some kind of way. No. That's going to be, I hope that it does. I no hope way. that we pick up literally the moments that they well, flash back he, to their Audi the, cells. The reason why I keep thinking about that is like when you close your eyes and you think of severance, what's the first image that comes into your head? It's that office, right? Yeah. yeah. So they, if they're not back there at all in season two, no, I know they're going to need to figure out something about that makes season two as iconic as that office. Well, see, that's, that's the thing is they, they can put him back in. I just, I don't want them to, I don't want them to forget basically. But the thing is, if you're doing that, then they have to be somewhere more high security. They have to be like in the dungeon with the goats. <laughs> they gotta be with the goats. That was so yeah. sick. That they was, just become the, the goats. The goats thing was, that was like a leftovers moment. <laughs> yeah. where it was just fully nonsense. And the dude's like, they're not ready yet. <laughs> don't take them away. Imagine that's, that's this guy's entire job is just to feed goats. You feed goats like that's three so, miles deep life. into this like storage facility. It's so rocks. cool. He doesn't know anything else. Um, it, it, I don't know because that building is so limitless that like there are rooms. You know what I mean? It's almost like cabin in the woods style. Yeah. Like we, there could be any room in that right. building. Um, you could really do a lot. Um. Are there people on like Reddit who have actually like mapped out, like done the map? Oh, I'm sure. Um, I haven't dug into it, but yeah. Yeah. I honestly, I have not been on Dude, the no, people, uh, people Reddit boards are to see nuts. They yeah. are like freeze framing that map. Yeah. And like trying to like do a 3D model of it. <laughs> it's that's I'm absolutely. a 3D print lumen. The, yeah. Um, I mean, it, a hallmark of the show is really, really long hallway shots where you fully lose. They're meant to have no yeah. direction. They're, they're very slow at the beginning. Yeah, they take like minutes. It, yeah, it'll yeah. be like three minutes of just walking through hallways. So you're just fully disoriented. 
Um, but then by the end, you have people sprinting down yeah, these like hallways. they know. Yeah, they, they when they figure out where they're at. Another, well, I mean, think it, that's your life is this one pathway. Yeah. Then you're gonna have that shit committed to memory because it's the only thing that um, you ever do. The the other best directorial thing I think the show does is I don't remember if I said this before on the pod, but uh, in the office worlds, things are fluorescently lit, like they're too bright, so you're not comfortable there. But then when we're back in the home world, things are always too dark. Yeah. So we also don't feel good there. Right. We, yeah. Like it, it there it's the whole thesis of the show is like, you have to have the happy medium. Like you don't right. feel good anywhere in the whole show. Well, the, the office is inviting, but in a way that's like too inviting. No, yeah. It's, it's like too it's, nice. It's and too, clean. it's too white. Um, also just the way the show starts, like there, there's so much playing off of like eighties business jargon stuff, you know, yeah. which is just so, fake yeah like everything that he says to heli when he's introducing her he's like i think you'll be feeling right as rain <laughs> <laughs> yeah they have like the fruit party yeah yeah it's the all pictures oh, it's yeah there's a lot of like gen x like cubicle hate yeah but it, it all feels really fresh it's just i don't know it's, also we haven't uh given a shout out to Effie mccardle did i say that right Efa. yep Aoife McCardle is the other director. On oh, the, yeah. Oh, 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 yeah. Um, they directed a couple episodes that yeah, only two directors uh, that Stiller didn't. Um, so, yeah. Oh, the other thing I wanted to bring up huge Christopher Walken link here is this show has major click. click. It's vibes. is this in the click universe? I don't know if it's in the universe, but. It's definitely the same basic concept of like, let me just fast forward through the parts of my life mm -hmm. that I don't want to engage with. Yep, definitely. So it's um, do are we getting Sandman season two? Oh, that would rock. That would rule so hard. Oh my god! There, no. What if it season two starts and they're like, we got to hire four new, <laughs> new master <laughs> of miners. It's and it's like wah wah wee wah. <laughs> shows up with like gym shorts and just yeah. <laughs> they that's just reload what i'm here for all right all right uh in the event that this is a surprise anthology show uh not a full <laughs> anthology where it's just like a full reset but like we just get a new set of main characters and we table all these characters adam sandler mm -hmm. lakeith stanfield mm -hmm. maya erskine is heli is <laughs> nice there you go. are you gonna throw anna conkle in there too <laughs> um, they're just like buddy bud the whole time and then well th who's you know who's the old is yeah you need like uh because really sandman is like a pd yeah no you need like He's a gene cool. you need like a gene smart like um mm. oh there you go yeah but she's like you know she's like patty arquette right she's too like regal. A new, a yeah, new boss. She, yeah you aren't having her be the fourth guy in the the squad yeah maybe more like uh like a sissy spacek mm. oh that's good mm. yeah yeah be nice there you be go fun. ben stiller call me dule hill come yeah. on the show he can fix that um okay any other thoughts on severance any other theories about where the show might go next any other big things that I, we I didn't touch on i think you're onto something with the idea that something is going to rein things back in season two um we got to go back to the office in it's, some it's, fashion well we just we can't 
blow up the way that they set it up to blow up. They set the world up to explode yeah. with that finale. Zach yeah. Cherry gets tackled. Yeah, Zach Cherry's fucked. He didn't even get to go like see his kids. Um, <laughs> he was just there holding the door. Did they? They didn't even. Okay, let's let's pick and mix. Number one, they didn't even measure arms when they were deciding who had to stay. Yeah, yeah. What if, yeah, you got that a, guy is Zach struggling. You gotta imagine Irving's got the, the wings. Yeah, Tortoro's yeah. a big fucker. And Tortoro's just it, like, I gotta go try and see my lover, Christopher yeah, Walken, on the outside. It, it, Zach Cherry knows he has kids, and he's like, no, nah, definitely cool. Zach Cherry definitely has a, a penguin arm. He has a negative wingspan. Yeah. My guy out here is falling to the fourth round. That, with that, that was that the wingspan. most incredible feat of the entire show is that man why? the whole episode also, why everyone's he, like, going through really life-changing shit and then it cuts back to him he's like just <laughs> why why didn't they like get something like have some kind of extender something yeah get some kind of a stick so you can just like be like chilling on one and um here an, another nitpick that i think is really legitimate i don't they obviously like they haven't been severing people for super long but they've been doing it yeah. No one has tried to kill themselves yet. You don't you don't you haven't taken away all the sharp objects yet. Like I, I would imagine that, a lot of people would try to kill themselves if they got severed. So right. I thought that that was like a thing of like, a oh, like they want her to like try and kill her. Like something like that. I, I just because I, it was like, well, why did they intentionally just leave all of this? There? Exactly. They gave her every chance on Earth to commit suicide. And she's also she's like the one person they yeah, cannot you definitely don't want her killing herself since she's the um, daughter of the, the CEO. thing is, the, the one thing you could say is that this isn't a very well run company. Uh, um, oh you don't say yeah Man um, management is I would pretty say piss it's, poor i would say it's unrealistic but unfortunately uh look at a place like tesla and uh mm. you can see that sometimes a lot of the great this is, this uh, is what brett does every day yeah. aren't very well no run. we we need to we need to support the the union the lumen union right now <laughs> mm -hmm. the lunion the lunion's <laughs> trying Follow to at lunion on twitter <laughs> it's um i don't know i was just like I, I was imagining that when she hung herself, we would find out that they had some sort of preventative mechanism where like she didn't really well, hang herself. But no, she really did fucking hang herself, in, man. In hindsight, I was like, at, at the time, we didn't know who she really was. But in, I know. in hindsight, it makes perfect sense because the, the way I look at that is like, even though theoretically severance makes you makes your any a blank slate there's still something there. Yeah, like I would imagine that like one out of every four people would beat a heli and just like be like, fuck no, and try to kill them. But not, Maybe. Even, not even that they're a heli, that they're in that they're an Egan. Like, that's the thing. That's 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 the point is that she more than anybody else does not want to be fucking in there yeah. at all because she knows the full scope of the entire thing. Her dad is the guy Do you, like so, she knows so you well, think that there's some part of her brain that's her severed brain see, that just knows yeah really so i didn't think it is that i took that she was the one who tried to kill herself because it's almost kind of like the opposite of that where there's almost something that's submissive about like how mark is in there mark doesn't know that he's Mark's in there just because a, a pussy in real life yeah but, well yeah exactly mark doesn't know that he's in there because his yeah. wife on the outside died but he's just a fucking beta dude who's just like he's oh like, well, yeah but then i'll die here you know if i and kill myself meanwhile heli like it's not like she knows that she's an egan or anything like that but she's like 
I mean, you can tell from the last episode that she's like very much like knows her shit. Like she is. Yeah, like she's very. She's taking. She, she has says full that control she took over charge. So like, like she volunteered from her father. Like, let me do this. Yeah, like so she's, she's very, very. So alpha. she, you know, if that personality were to just spawn with no memory, that personality would go insane. They like would, would freak the yeah. fuck out there. You know, that's just someone who like has control. Yeah, because control. you aren't changing. You aren't changing personality traits about yourself. You're just changing your core memories. Yeah. By the way, that Mr. Egan, that scene, that was terrifying. Yeah, no, his <laughs> that man, like we saw like a wax figure he, of that he man looks more lifelike <laughs> as a wax figure than he did moving around. Um, that actor, whoever that guy is, he nailed the assignment. I did. I kind of just thought of a theory as I was talking there for a second. But uh, Miss Casey, uh, Mark's wife, do you think along with like thinking about completely like perma severing, do you think that they're experimenting with changing somebody's personality traits themselves oh, sure. that they have? I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. Like, they they're like, what full- if I can just... Not only factory reset you, but what if I can code you to just make yeah. you a machine? No, it's it's again like Westworld. Like they have they probably have full knobs that they can fucking yeah. tweak about Since everything. That you bring your personality over with you. Like Zach Cherry is just like a horned up dude who's just in like like he definitely is like a very fun dad. Like I would love Zach. I Cherry don't know. He seems dad. pretty. Ch- I would. We imagine that. But I to get severed. Well, he's I would like imagine, a fun detached dad. I'd imagine that he's pretty checked out like when he's at home he's the type of dad who like you grow up and you're like dude i have like a great relationship with my dad and then you go to therapy when you're like 26 years old and you're like god do i have like a lot of issues with my parents (laughs) he um is your dad seven i don't i i don't know that (laughs) we just we got (laughs) to uh, talk about that or what um no (laughs) we just we got to find out a lot about him and his his outside life um there's there are so many things left to find out um, which Can't is which is really impressive because we've already learned a ton compared to what we knew. Um, which you know that tracks because we've been through the same exact journey as our characters have in terms of like very slowly learning more and more information. Um, but like I have faith in Dan Erickson. It's just like and Ben Stiller. Season two is like the amount we need it now. It's just the amount of directions is like. It's it's more than I've ever seen almost yeah. in terms of like mm-hmm. they could they could get into so much fucking shit. It's yeah. It, after seeing that finale, it shot up to like my most anticipated returning. Yeah, because yeah. I've never seen a finale <laughs> that was that 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 was just like not a finale. Yeah, it was like I, they just deleted the next episode. <laughs> the next shot. The next I scene. Just, I know. I just need like one. I, I can't believe how mad I was. I was like, God, dude, I can't wait for next yeah. week. And it was like, that's wait, what? That's by it? the way, to, to satiate people in the meantime, uh, Apple did release like a pamphlet from the world of dude, Lumen. I'm going to tell you right now. I don't care about that shit. <laughs> um, not to say that, like I don't care about like having tangential material it's, is fun it's, it's like 25 it's, pages it's cute i like stuff like that it's fun in its own right but it's almost like you remember uh when blade runner 2049 came out and they were like hey so we couldn't fit this in our three and a half hour movie but here's 45 minutes <laughs> of youtube clips of jared leto's character from blade runner 2049 to fill in the blanks no you had three hours to fill in the blanks I'm not doing homework because mm. you couldn't learn to fucking cut things down more. Um, 
sorry, tangent a little bit. I like in some instances. It would when be it would be a fun thing to like have more than yeah. right. when it, more than it would be to even read. Yeah, It'd just be, something to like have on the table, and then you kind of browse. Yeah, like oh, you don't know about Lumen? Yeah. Well, having company over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I'm here to talk to you about Severance. Yeah. this is the language. Everyone will speak it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, and uh, I would just want to go ahead and give a congratulations to um, to our boy adam scott who did win a webby over the weekend for wow. best actor um for congratulations what? for a for we- severance? He won a webby yeah for severance i don't ask severance was nominated at the webby it was nominated at the webbies for being a, a web show <laughs> for being, being online right. it's best a terminally computer. online show and therefore it got nominated for a webby well Thank you so much for tuning in, for watching, for listening. Let us know what you thought of Severance in the comments below. Uh, Stick around for ketchup and more cool things in the world of film and TV. And eventually we'll get back to our Robin series. We just had a lot to to catch up on, including this amazing, amazing show. Uh, Visit our website and our socials and donate at uh, webottomike.net. If you so choose, thank you, beautiful donors, for supporting the show. Feel free to recommend it and share it with all your friends. And we'll see you next time. Take care. We love you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.